Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 23. Here's Pastor Ryan. and passion and joy, fruits of peace, all from abiding in him. For he says, for without me, you can do nothing. And Paul said it in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. Strengthen yourself in the Lord. And after Jehoiada strengthened himself, and he, it said that he made a covenant with the captains of hundreds. So what's cool is that after he strengthened himself, the result of that is action. He didn't strengthen himself and then do nothing. He strengthened himself and he made a covenant or a pact with the captains of the armies. And he gathered them to go to Jerusalem to defend this child king. In other words, I have been strengthened by the Lord, now I'm going to go do something about it. That's the church. But why aren't there volunteers? Why aren't our prayer nights packed? Because many of us are forgetting to strengthen ourselves in Christ Jesus. Because the spirit is willing, but the flesh isn't. Well, then we got to put our flesh in check, don't we? And tell our flesh, you ain't the boss of me. Tired feet, I don't care. You ain't the boss of me. Sleepy, sleepy, you ain't the boss of me. I'm going. I'm doing something. God wants to strengthen you to do Our time with God leads us to action. Our time with God leads us to change. Our time with God leads us to service. Our time with God causes us to start anew. Our time with the Lord should cause us to get in the game. Our time with the Lord should cause us to get in the battle. If not, have we truly met with God? They knew Moses had met with God because his head was a glowing. It's evident when we've spent time with God and when we haven't. I'm so in awe of all you, my brothers and sisters. I'm in awe of God's church and the potential that he, that all of us have to be used greatly by God in times of desperate trouble and wickedness, like Jehoiada. He strengthened himself and he gathered the captains together and said, let's go. He rallied the troops, let's go. You know that people strengthen themselves to do evil? Rehoboam, was the king after King Solomon, 
It said of him in 2 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 1, that he strengthened himself, and then he forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel with him. There are many a people who strengthen themselves to do wicked, but they don't last. They burn out. There's no prospect for the wicked man. But what about the righteous man or woman? The Bible says they fall seven times and seven times they get up. In other words, God raises us up from being complacent, lethargic, not involved, not impressed with God, not impressed with the church, not impressed with church people, not impressed with the Bible. And all of a sudden, he zaps us one day, and you know what? We have resurrection power again. And everything becomes anew. And we make a pact with God. Shake on it, Father, back to the grind, back to the plow. I'm yours. I'm going to gather the troops and I'm going to bring them to the house of the Lord where they ought to be. They ought to be. And he gathered these guys with these great names. And they went throughout Judah and gathered the Levites from all the cities of Judah and the chief fathers of Israel. And they came to Jerusalem. That's where our Lord was crucified, would be crucified. Then all the assembly made a covenant with the king in the house of God. And he said to them, Jehoda said to them, Behold, the king's son shall reign as the Lord has said of the sons of David. That line is powerful. He gets everybody together. They make a covenant with the king. This little seven-year-old boy. They make a covenant. And then they say, and then Jehoiada says that the, the, the king's son shall reign as the Lord said of the sons of David. When he got everybody together, this man who strengthened himself in the Lord said, what does the Lord say about this situation? Who is to reign? Who is to lead? Not how do we feel? Not what do we think? What does God say? And that's what we're going to do, what God says. I tell you, there are too many people in the church who are all about feelings and feelings and feelings. And why can't, my, why can't we accommodate my feelings and do things the way I, I feel they should be done? These guys right here who strengthen themselves in the Lord, they show up and it's really easy to them. What does God say should happen here? Who does God say should reign? Well, this boy, that's who. And they're sticking to that. As Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Keep my commandments if you love me. As uh, that beautiful, those beautiful scriptures in 1 Samuel 15, remember with Saul and the Amalekites and not killing off the Amalekites and, and bringing sheep and... and uh, Booty and, and uh, Samuel approached him in 1 Samuel 15, 22. 
And Saul said, man, look what I did for the Lord. I got all of these sheep and all of these, all of this booty that can come and, and for, for the sacrifices to the Lord. When God had commanded him specifically to kill off the Amalekites. And he said to him, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. God is looking upon these men, these revolutionaries right here in our story, and God's like, that's my boys right there. They are putting the right person in charge, and I said I wanted him in charge. <whistles> that's pretty cool, no? Not really? Behold, the king's son shall reign as the Lord has said of the sons of David. This is what you shall do. One third of you entering on the Sabbath of the priests and of the Levites shall be keeping watch over the doors. One third of you priests and Levites, right? The Bible says that we are kings and priests unto the Lord, the book of Revelation. We are kings and priests unto our Lord. One third of the Levites and the priests as they would go on the Sabbath day, the day of worship for them at the temple, one-third of them would keep an eye on the doors in defense of the child king that's inside. There's so many spiritual <laughs> lessons in that. When we come to church on the first day of the week, for us, it's Sunday because that's the day our Lord rose from the dead. When we come together, we should have a watchful eye on this place. Because every one of those children in children's ministry are all, all of our children. Every one of our sisters in here, men, are our sisters. We should come into this place with a loving and watchful eye to make sure things are Safe. There is safety in numbers. What does the Bible say about not uh, don't fight with your neighbor without cause? For he dwells by you for safety's sake. When we love God and love each other and we come into his house together, there's a safety in our unity. Think about that. I didn't think so highly of a church building until God gave us one. Man, you can worship anywhere. Yeah, that's true. But there's so much to be said about. And he went into the synagogue as he was accustomed to. You know what I mean? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. I got saved on a Wednesday night. I believe Wednesday nights are going to be more attended starting next week. It's my job to constantly remind the church to do good works. Well, here's a good work. Come in. One-third of you. Watch the doors. The other one-third of you. 
shall keep watch over the doors, or one-third of you shall keep, shall be at the king's house, and one-third at the gate of the foundation. So at the king's house, one-third. That's where the king was, where his house was. They were to watch that as well. If we are kings and priests unto our Lord, who's watching our homes, Hopefully we are. Bible says to be diligent to know the state of your flocks. We should know what the state of our flocks are. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, we, you should know. I should know. What's up with our kids? What are they into? What are they watching? To be deliberate. To engage them to love them, spend time with them, quality time, doing things they want to do. When we do things that they want to do, they open up to us, don't they? They share their heart. When they know that we care, they care about what we think. But when parents show that they don't care by not spending any a time with the kids at all, like what's up with you? Not here's the phone, here's the iPad, there's the TV or throw money at them, forget all that. Just play with them. How are you? What's going on? How do you feel about me? Do you miss me? You need more time with me? What, what, you feel okay? A little goes a long way. Know the state of your home. Kings and priests unto the Lord. Keep an eye on it, because the enemy it's trying to destroy everyone's house in this, every one of your house and mine, big time. Be diligent to see how things are spiritually. You husbands ought to be washing your wives' minds with the word. If not, good luck. I'm here for you. Not that I have all the answers, but God put me in this position to counsel some people. <laughs> but rather than call me to make an appointment, just read the word to each other. Pray. Love each other. Know the state of your home. Keep your eyes on it. Because the enemy ain't going to chill just because you don't want to read the word to your, to your wife. And imagine saying to God, well, I, I'm not good at that. God would probably say, you're not good at a lot of things. It's irrelevant. I, God says jump, and we say how high. Right? He didn't call you or I because we're amazing, an amazing talent. He called us because he's good and he's gracious. By the power of Jesus Christ, you can read to your wife. Changes them. It's like kryptonite to the flesh and to uh, the enemy. And one-third at the gate of the foundation. I like that, the gate of the foundation. Psalm 11, verse 3 says, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Who's watching the foundations? Is your life built on the rock, Jesus Christ? Are you hearing from him 
daily and moment by moment? And is your life built on his word? Are you doing what he says? As he said, you know, wise is the man who hears these sayings of mine and does them. He's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Jesus is the cornerstone. Paul would say in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 11, for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The way Jehoiada is rallying the people around God's house. Keep an eye on the doors. Keep an eye on the house. Keep an eye on the gate of the foundations. Make a covenant to God. Strengthen yourself in that. All of that is how a kingdom is rebuilt that's in ruins. That's how a family that is in ruins gets rebuilt. That is how a business that's in ruins gets rebuilt. That is how a ministry that's in ruins gets rebuilt. All the people shall be in the courts of the what? Of the what? Of the house of the Lord. All the people shall be in the house of the Lord. All of them. That's where you need to be. And you know, we talk about revelation and God manifesting his will to our lives. And there's things that, there's a list of, of, of demands and commands that Jesus has for our life. And if we don't follow him, you're, we're not going to see clearly. We're going to read the Bible and it's not going to jump out at us like it used to. Sometimes a lot, you know, sometimes it's like, you know what, you pray too much, you read too much, you don't do anything. Pray too much, read too much, but you don't do anything. I wonder how many people God is saying, you know what? Don't pray. Don't read. Do something now. You have so much Bible in you. You have so much prayer, but you're not listening to what I'm saying. Do something like that analogy of the Dead Sea. The Jordan River goes in, but there's no outlet to the Dead Sea, so everything's dead in it. You need an outlet. You need to share your faith with somebody. You got to tell somebody to get to church this Sunday. Give them the address. Give them the number. Give them the times. Give them your number. Share your faith with somebody. Do something. All the people shall be in the courts of the house of the Lord, but let no one come into the house of the Lord except the priests and those of the Levites who serve. They may go in, for they are holy but all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. And so here there's that, uh, that exclusivity of the call of God on the Levites and on the priests, which you can read about it in Leviticus, where it was by lot, it was by schedule. These guys, according to God, are going to go in because God called them for that position. The rest of the people are to keep a, a watch on the Lord from the outer courts, these guys. That doesn't bother me. God calls people for different things. Are you okay with it? Am I okay with it? 
Some people are not okay with it. Remember Aaron's sons? How they got burned up by the Lord because they offered strange fire? You're to approach God a certain way, only certain, certain, there are certain positions that God has standards for and God has called people to those positions and you see churches break those rules all the time. Paul would say this concerning pastors in 1 Timothy chapter 3. He said, this is a faithful saying. If a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop then must be blameless, the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? When it comes to deacons, God says this through Paul, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10, but let these also first be tested, then let them serve as deacons being found blameless. God calls by his grace. All of us are equally important, equally important to God, equally important to the body of Christ. But these positions right here, he says, these guys are the ones to go in because I've called them, I've prepared them, I've, I, I called them to that when they were, even before they were born. That's what I would call them to do. And we see today just the, the throwing away of the holy things of God, the just, you know, ordaining anybody, uh, just plucking some kid out of seminary, and saying, well, because he paid to go to seminary and finished his courses, he must be God's choice to lead a church. That's not how it works. One has to be called. One has to be called. These guys were called. All of us were called to various callings within the body of Christ. We must seek the Lord to figure out what those are. But as we serve the Lord and make ourselves available, he eventually, because he's faithful to put us in the positions he wants us to be in, he gets us to those positions. Be encouraged. He's watching. Promotion comes neither from the east or from the west. It comes from the Lord. He exalts one and he puts down another. And I like the, what the scriptures tell us. It's the church that recognizes that they are of good behavior, that they have their house in order, that they've been faithful in the little things, they'll be faithful in the greater things. I tell you, it's weird being a, a senior pastor. I mean, people, either they interview me or they, they, they tell me how, how awesome they are, you know, for the ministry and for the church. It's just strange to me. I'd prefer they just love God, worship him, be our friends, and let us know where their heart is, you know, in a humble way, acknowledging that, that they're nobodies, just like me. And then God does this thing, and he says, I want these to go in the temple for this reason. 
I want the, I want these others. Look at, they may go in for they are holy, but all or sanctified for that position. But all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord, and the Levites shall surround the king on all sides, every man with his weapons in his hand. And whoever comes into the house, let him be put to death. You are to be with the king when he comes in and when he goes out. And that's how we're to be with the Lord, with the king. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.